Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, welcome back. Today we're going to talk uh, about James S'more. So, sounded like I just said James S'more. Um, James some more, um, And we're going to be in James 1 again today. Still, um, Terry, do you just want to start us right out and read our passage for the day so that we can provide some good context right before we jump in? (laughs) That's a good place to go. Um, I'll read verses five through nine. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And here's where the gloves come off. And James is just, this is where we start really getting into the nitty-gritty of things. Um, He's like, listen, you don't know what you're doing? You need to ask about it. Because Mm -hmm. that's really where you're going to get the wisdom that you need. And there is a difference between godly wisdom and earthly wisdom. And earthly wisdom is, in a lot of ways, knowledge instead of the wisdom. And there's a difference. And and keep in mind, this follows James just talking about trials and persevering and how you Mm -hmm. can do that. I was thinking there's so much, when I look to myself, I don't have that wisdom. I don't have that perseverance. But when I look to God, it's right there. And he provides it. And taking that to heart and focusing on that instead of focusing on the things that are around you. Um, You know, the old saying like wisdom is, or knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit and wisdom Mm -hmm. is knowing that it doesn't go in a fruit salad. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You've said that before. I love that. that. (laughs) So, you know, I, I just think like, yeah, God's like, yeah, tomatoes are fruits but don't put it in with your strawberries and your raspberries. Like this is not a good idea. Yes. You know what to do, but you have to know how to apply it. Uh That's right. And and that's what I think a lot of people, we run into it um, where people know the the word of God, they've memorized it, but they can't quite bring it into applying it in their lives. And one of the reasons is they might've done the memorizing so that they didn't have to know God. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it could just, it, there's probably different stages of faith and different choices. Like sometimes you just got to get that word in there, you know, so that you know it's there. Well, there are a lot of scholars out there, a lot of biblical scholars out there who are not believers. Hmm, because you can know, right. know, you can know what the word says. Yes. You can know what the guidelines are. You can know all of it. But until you are willing to, take those and apply them into your life, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that you know. Just an intellectual knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't when, you think that godly William wisdom is kind of a perspective thing? You know, it's God's perspective on everything, behavior, what's happening, mm-hmm. how we should respond to it, um, rather than a self-perspective. 
because generally we filter everything through our selfishness, right? Through our self-awareness, our self, our person. Um, we're, not, we're not really filtering things maybe through the eyes of God, through his perspective. And if we can make that shift so that we start to see things from his perspective, I think we have a whole different way of life, a whole different way of living. Well, yeah. that's, and that's the thing. You have to go to God for it. In um, our homework, on one of the digging deeper questions, it um, sends us to um, a passage in Job chapter 28. And basically, it's kind of saying, where is wisdom found? Where does understanding dwell? And so just I kind of went through and just quickly wrote down, not in the ocean. It can't be bought. It can't be weighed. It's very precious, more than gold, silver, onyx, sapphires, crystal, coral, jasper, topaz. Its price is far beyond rubies. It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing. It can't be held. It isn't tangible. God alone understands the way to it. When God finished putting the earth in place, established the winds and measured out the waters, then he looked at wisdom and declared to man. So God says, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil is understanding. So the world, I think, a lot just is searching for wisdom. You know, they go to this book or that book or, um, I don't know, Rosemary, did you say they, they go to different religions and they're all searching for wisdom but there's only one place to find true wisdom. And you ask God, he's happy to give you his wisdom. It's there for you. You know what? And he can um, help give us that wisdom. His wisdom includes a perspective of time. He's outside of time. So he understands that his uh, perspective is the entire world, not just my world. His perspective is other people. And their opinions and their thoughts and their fears. And he can take all of that and and give us a wisdom according to all of that. I may not have all that actual insight. But God, he's the creator. He knows it. Right. This is and, and it, part of it to me is it isn't just his wisdom. It's him. Going to him and getting the presence of God, getting the the peace of God, the wisdom of God, but just who he is, the more we, and I'm thinking communion, the more we bring him into who we are, the more we have that wisdom so readily available to us. Yeah. And if we go and you can look in Colossians and see, it says here that he gives generously to all without finding fault. So it is like the more we bring him in, the more we have that wisdom and the more willing he is to give it to us. And he's not sitting there going, I've told you this before. You should know this. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I had somebody write this down and you should know this. He's not yeah. judging. He's not going, yeah, that's not, you just mind your business. That's not for you. You know, he's saying, here's, here's what I know. Here's my wisdom. And here you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment. I, I think one of the first things um, we, ah, I can't think of his name, Jamie Winship, but I think one of the first steps to gaining some of that window wisdom is to confess and tell the truth. He, he was a former police officer and he goes, it doesn't do me any good. If we say, Hey, write this down, you know, whatever you did, write this down. If we write a page of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, he goes, that doesn't, a cop can't use that. <laughs> he needs to know what you did. You need to confess the truth. That's the same with God. 
when you're at that point, it's like, God, I know I've asked you a hundred times. I can't remember what you want me to do. I know you've asked me a hundred times and I know I don't want to do it, but I'm going to ask you again. You know, it's like this, you can always go to him. You can make mistakes, but tell the truth. Tell him what's going on. It's like, I know, I, I think I do want to fight with this person, God. So I want you to tell me how to win. That's going to be kind of double-minded there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but God still meets you in those places. He still meets you in that. So. Yeah. Well, and like, if your kid comes to you and says, hey, mom, I don't know how to do this. Okay. For the most part, what's your reaction as a mom? It's like, well, come here, let me help you. We'll get this figured out together. Right. So God loves it when we acknowledge our need for him. Um, I think that that's a really good starting place for us. And so that I found that verse very precious that he doesn't find fault. He doesn't say, oh, you idiot, can't you get this straight? What's wrong with you? None of that. It's like, no, you, you need to know what this is. You need to understand it. You need to have wisdom for it. Come here. I'll, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with this. Um, and God um, took those fishermen, just common men who really weren't, learned I think that's how you know they didn't know anything but he gave them knowledge and wisdom far beyond what they came to him with and I mean we're talking about you know Peter and John and James and um and look what God did with them and they're the writers yeah it was obvious to the other people to the Jews to the Sanhedrin to the leaders to the learned men that they mm-hmm. had been with Jesus. Yep. Yeah, one of the most basic things for me is sometimes just acknowledging I need wisdom and it's not here. It's not me. It's not found yeah. in me. And so James goes on to talk about double-mindedness. Right. And that's a real important concept that he's saying. Yeah, and it's it's said here that... Um, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. This is not your everyday, like, I wonder if, like, I, I kind of am not sure if X, Y, Z is going to actually happen. You know, we have our doubts about things. We have our doubts. Um, but this is not that kind of doubt that he's talking about. He is talking about that double-mindedness. And just because you have a, a fleeting doubt about something, or even if it's, you know, kind of um, struggling and trying to reconcile, even if that's for a long time, that's not the kind of doubt that we're talking about here. Yeah, we don't have um, to be perfect. Not perfect. No, yeah. no. Good thing. And, yeah, good thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And this is not like doubting. It says here means to be divided in one mind, one's mind or to debate, but that's not a momentary doubt. This is like a divided allegiance. This is like you have one foot in and one foot out and you you're, you're trying to play both worlds. Mm-hmm. Straddling the fence. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this there's- is a situation of like you're in or you're out. You got to decide. Yeah, there's another quote in here um, by Tony Evans. The double-minded person should not expect to receive wisdom from God because he's unstable, mixing divine answers with conflicting human answers. So, it's trying to get the quote both uh, 
best of both worlds Mm -hmm. or we try to mix it. So think of the people that are in this, they're in different cultures. They're in different things. It's like, well, they do it that way. And clearly it works. We need to be very careful about that. We can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. We can do the same thing. Yeah. Cause remember these are like Rosemary said, these are people who are not in their own culture anymore. They don't have that cultural undergirding. They are out in the world. Um, with people that do not believe the same things they do. So that's one of the reasons that James is very direct here. Like you have to know what you believe and you have to stick with it. And if you don't, don't expect to hear from God because, and it's not because God's not willing. It's because your heart is too hard and closed off for your mind to understand what he's telling you. Yeah. You may not be able to hear all of the wisdom. Mm -hmm. You may only be able to hear parts of it. But if you've got your own voice arguing in there, you're going to hear that too. And that gets really confusing. Yeah. Hmm. And there's, there's another quote too by James Swindle. It says, double-minded means part of me wants to live in God's will, but the other part wants it on my terms. And when trial comes, I refuse to release my grip and trust that the purpose and plan of, of God will bring true freedom. But the single-minded focused faith means making a conscious decision with God's help to choose our attitude. It means surrendering fully to God because we trust Him, resisting the natural tendency to abandon hope. Mm-hmm. And that too speaks to the joy that we are called to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Attitude's very, very important. It's a position of your heart. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. What's what's true in your heart? Do you really want to reconcile with this person? Or do you just want your way? God will help you reconcile. But that usually involves some kind of sacrifice. Yeah, it's not usually your way. (laughs) Yeah, meaning your way. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you don't get to say whatever you want. Yeah. Right, you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's just what it comes down to. Okay, I don't understand that. If you get cake, how come you can't eat it? That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. You can eat it, but you can't keep them both at the same time. If you eat it, it's gone. Oh, thank you. Very, very good. I was always confused by that. It was like, then why is someone giving me cake? That just does not make sense. (laughs) These are the wisdom things that we ponder. That's right. And this could be, that stuff could be what's getting in the way so that we can't hear God and what he's saying. <laughs> it's like we get so wound up in our own stuff. But, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we know that we are called to focus on him, that we are to put aside that worldly wisdom and knowledge because that's usually not serving us well. Um, and that's not to say that there are not people in the world who are wise counsel and that we don't need to seek wise counsel and that we don't need to um, make sure that we are connected with people here in the world, that we are just to be like, okay, God, it's only you, period. Because God brings people into our lives and um, has put people here and given us devices like the Bible, um, like good sound teachers who can help us to understand things because we're not always going to understand, but we do have to have that attitude and that heart of like, God, this has to come from you. Show me what you want me to know. 
We have to want, exactly. We have to want his will and his way. Um, and sometimes that's hard because generally we want it our way. <laughs> um, Even David is saying, search me, O Lord. Yeah. And show me what, you know, show me what's not right in me. And that's one of the things that I've been learning is stepping back and asking myself, where am I lying? How am I lying to myself? Like, I might be lying saying, I want to reconcile with this person. But that might be a lie. Mm-hmm. The truth might be, I want my way. Yeah. It's like, God, deal with me on that first. That might be the part. Lord, help me to see that I'm not treating this person as the very image of God. Lord, help me see my mistakes, what I'm doing. That could be just a very initial piece of being able to notice that. God, search me. Show me where I'm doing this. And He will. Now, when He does, can I take that in? Well, if my heart is pointed toward the other person and not at myself and all about me, I will be able to take that in. And it doesn't mean we don't struggle with some things. We do. But we keep pointing towards God. We keep going back to Him. By the way, people think God doesn't talk to you. It's like He doesn't really do it in audible voices. But He will talk to you through Scripture. He'll talk to you through other people. He will talk to you through just a thought, like come into your head. that <laughs> I know I'm not thinking, like be nice. Yeah, that doesn't happen. You know, it's like <laughs> that thought doesn't come in. It's like, where'd that come from, right? And And it's like, God will put that in that situation. Those things, pay attention to those little thoughts that come in that don't make a lot of sense. He's there. He he loves you. He wants to talk to you. Why would he not do that? We just need to be open fully towards him and not double-minded going, okay, God, you will have to talk to me through this way because I want this answer. Not That doesn't actually really ever happen. It's being open to him and saying, please give me your wisdom on this. I need to hear you. I need to be with you. Anyway, yeah. I, think that, I think that's what he does. I think we don't always, we're not always willing to see that. And honest, so another thing too, like a lot of times I'm afraid of failure. Take that to him. Because that could be what's getting in the way of him showing you the answer. He's probably been showing you the answer all along. It's probably for me, it's like do math. But anyway, it's like, then it's like, I don't do math. I can't do math or whatever. And it's almost like, who says you can't do math? I gave you the mind of Christ, right? Who says that can't happen, right? Or logic or something like that. Mm-hmm. He has all of that. He has all of that available to all of us. I think I've said this before, but I was, when I was in college, I used to write on my papers, I have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I get anything wrong, it's on him. <laughs> I actually got extra credit points for one time with that. <laughs> but God has the, the level of wisdom. It's in, insane, really. When we start looking at that, we look at He has the wisdom to create a cell. He has that creation ability there and the universe. Somewhere in there, there's probably some wisdom that's going to help us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I just have to ask. Mm-hmm. And know that he is the source. Yes. I think, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in other sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and and culturally, you know, I mean, think of the women, you know, who watch Oprah because they think she's got the answers to stuff. Um, we're very easily drawn to people that we think 
have the answers in the world. But if we could be drawn to Jesus, if we could recognize that he is the answer and, and look for all of our wisdom to come from him, um, not the commentators on television, not the talk show hosts, not the, no offense, Rosemary, psychologists or psychiatrists, but, yeah. but yeah. if we're looking to Jesus first, now he's certainly going to be able to use those other people maybe to help us. But, mm-hmm. but if we're acknowledging that he's really the source of wisdom, um, then I think we're in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel like there is like something is wise um, and this is where a lot of people fall into the traps because um, Satan is tricky mm-hmm. and he will take something and skew it just a little bit yeah. so that it's still, it's partially right, mm-hmm. but it's not right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, hmm, we're looking at 96% Almost, here. Yeah. Almost there. So if you feel like something is wisdom, you can, but you want to know for sure, you can always trace it back and you can find it in the word. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if there is support for that, then you know that it is true biblical wisdom. Um, and then the other thing you can do is just ask God for clarity, because if you truly have that heart of openness and of wanting to know if it is his wisdom, he will make it very clear to you, like, this is not right, or this is right. It may not be comfortable for you, but yes, this is right. Because sometimes, like for me, if I hear something and I'm like, well, that can't be right. That's just because I don't want it to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> because it yeah. it kind of gets kind of crawls all over you. You know, it's like, oh man, I really need to mm, do, do something that. different here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to do that, yeah. or I don't want to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you can take that to him too, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And he will, he will, he will say to you at some point, "Yeah, that's right. You need to stop that, or you need to do that, or no, that's not right." You don't, that, that's not right. And this is why it's not right. Yeah, he'll be very clear. And then that scripture that says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about that before. What does that mean, the fear of the Lord? Well, the recognition of who he is um, and that he is the final say. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's, who created everything. And so he gets the say of how things should be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not a um, afraid cowering in the corner afraid. It is an awe, an awe. It is like if you believe that he created the universe, if you believe he created life, if you believe he can raise Jesus from the dead, if you believe all that stuff, then it is awesome. And you know, God is awesome. Uh, we did the Truth Project at your house, Angie, years ago. Oh, yeah. Didn't you and, love that? Yeah. And one of the things that I remember from that was the question that he asked, and it was, um, do you really believe that what you believe is really real? Yeah. And if you do, your life will change. And you'll get, you know, God's freely you'll want his wisdom to come on more and more. And um, so it's a, it's a healthy fear. It's an awesome fear, not a, not a fearful fear. 
There are things that we have to believe and that we have to know are true in order to be able to receive that wisdom, I think, Um, and that fear of the Lord. And the things that we have to believe, some of those things are like that God is good, that temptation and evil do not come from the Lord, that God is the provider, that he is the creator, that he is the sustainer. There are things that we have to know and internalize and soak in and just let become part of our very being so that we can trust that his wisdom is his wisdom. Mm -hmm. And we need to wrestle those down. And not by ourselves. We wrestle those down with God. Um, I'm trying to, like Jacob did mm-hmm. back. He was wrestling with there, and then um, I think God touched his hip or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just like we can wrestle. It's okay to fight with God, say, God, I don't think this is right, but just keep coming back to him. Keep saying, this is it. Keep telling the truth. Like, I think, tell the truth. Tell the truth, you know? Um, and the truth does set you free. It actually does. And some people struggle to believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate. It's worth it to wrestle that down. And you don't have to wrestle it down by yourself. You wrestle that down with God. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you my best therapy technique is, oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared for this person. God, I just show me what you want me to do. It may seem really like, oh, I don't know, that may not be backed up by the books, but it's like, God, I trust you. I trust you. I'll just speak this out and we'll see where this goes. He's right every time, every, every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> what a shock, huh? I know, right? <laughs> I know it. The simple prayer of your will be done. Yeah. Your will be done and just let it be. And you have to, that doesn't mean like sit back and be like, ah, God's going to do what he's going to do. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have the knowledge and the heart to really say and believe, Lord, your will be done. And then you have to be able to rest in that. And you have to align what your will is with his will. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And one, I think one of the wisest things that you can do is just say, your will be done, and then resign yourself to that. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way of resigning oh. yourself to it, but... It's important it that rest, we be in agreement. Rest in it. And yeah, rest with what in God it. has said. Well, the double-mindedness, so, you don't get rest. Yeah. Right. If, you, if, right. you, if you're not in agreement with what God says, then that's a, that's a very uneasy place mm-hmm. to be. Conflict, so, yeah. feeling yucky conflict. Yeah. So we yeah. have to find a way to reconcile our will to God's will because God's will is right. He mm-hmm. has, his, his will is the right way. It's the right will. So we just need to get our will lined up with his. And that's a, that's a tough process sometimes mm-hmm. because it's putting that, what I think and what I believe and saying, okay, I may not like it, but your word says this, uh, that is the truth. I'll take what your word says as the truth. And um, then now help me over here with these things that I think, my opinions, my attitudes. Mm-hmm. So it's a deliberate choice. It is a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Which stretches those perseverance muscles. Mm-hmm. that we talked about yesterday, yeah. which then leads to... A building of character, produces right. character. Which then, then leads to... A maturity and completeness. Yeah. And, I don't hope, and the glorification of God. And the hope. There and we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We kind of mixed a bunch of scriptures up in there. That's okay. <laughs> Which is good because they're all true. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Well, Rosemary, do you want to close us out today? Sure. Okay. Holy Lord, we just praise you, God. We just thank you so much that you never leave us. You never forsake us, God. And when we say thy will be done, Lord, we just ask that you do a work in us to help us connect to what it is that you want us to do, Lord. We thank you for your truth and the principles that you set out, like in physics and math, and the things are the way they are, so that we have a way to see what is actually working. But you also have those same principles in, in the spirit world, God, that, um, that when we choose to choose you, God, there is rest. When we are double-minded, there's this unease. So, Lord, we ask that you... Um, Take our that we offer to you our double minded part, the parts that are holding us back, usually our selfishness and things that are about us, Lord. We ask that we just bring those all to you, God. We can let them go, we can just put them before you, God, and that you will take them and you will transform us according to your will, God. We ask that, um, people who are listening, that, that all that we, um, that we all just try today a little step of faith. And we just try to step out and give God one thing that may be causing some problems for us and just um, get curious and see what God does as we look to Him and we thank Him and we praise Him and we stand for Him. We just praise you, God. All glory and honor to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>